I mean, don't you do you see that when you like you meet someone who's vegan? Like, even if they're kind of a bastard, they're like, hey, well, that guy's a bastard, but at least they're vegan. Yeah, at least we're we're you know you have one good thing about you. You could be a complete <laughs> sociopath, but you have empathy for chickens. Welcome to Vegan Hacks. I'm your host, Jason Gartalian, and I'm with Mike Keller. How you doing, Mike? Hi. Um, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're starting this podcast thing because everyone's doing it. Might as well jump on the bandwagon. We're jumping on and, the bandwagon. But you know what? And for a good cause, sort of. We're here to save the world. We're here to spread the gospel of plant-based living. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, I think that's the only tenable way we can live our lives is to uh, embrace plant-based solution for the environment, for our future. There are only so many things we have control over. I cannot personally stop airstrikes in Syria, um, but I can do my part to make the world a less hot place. Wait, 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 hold uh, on, hold on. Have you tried to stop airstrikes in Syria, Michael? You don't know yet. (laughs) I sent a strongly worded email to Bashar al-Assad, but uh, unfortunately, I'm still waiting for a response. We have to also come up with a, since it's a podcast, we need to come up with a motto. Mm -hmm. And I just came up with just one. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Lay it on me. Okay. Becoming vegan is not a big mistake. (laughs) that's horrible thank you thank you very much i worked on it i worked hard on that Uh, stuff bug mistake um yeah we're basically going to do some reviews some vegan reviews of some of the evil chain restaurants how to veganize different chain restaurants i actually put something up i don't know if you saw it on our twitter which is vegan pod vegan hacks pod at vegan hacks pod (laughs) <laughs> it's our at, at vegan, vegan yeah everybody at grab a pen <laughs> write down oh, there you go. the at a signal it's the a v, and supermarket tips i i went to uh 99 ranch market asian markets are awesome you can get much more inexpensive Perfect. stuff you can get really exotic stuff uh all the cool stuff that like we korean love. korean stuff i mean i mean especially 99 ranch is great because you, it kind of covers the gamut of like all like uh, the Asian cuisine. I mean, it stops at India for some reason. Mm-hmm. You have Indonesian food, you have Thai, you have Vietnamese, and, and and all the stuff that we, as vegans, you know, the ingredients we use, like jackfruit and uh, uh, king nice. oyster mushrooms and, and, and just great greens. You know, it's just, it's just, there's an emphasis on freshness. It's a chain. Really? 99 <laughs> Ranch Market is a chain? This is a question. I, this is part of my questions. I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I have questions for you. I mean, we've known each other for many years, many but I have years. questions for you. Okay. Um, and it has to do with, uh, I mean, it was interesting because we met, like, I think we were in Toronto at a film Toronto, festival. Toronto, yeah. By the way, Mike's a big time writer, filmmaker, famous small person. small time writer, filmmaker. You're the big time. <laughs> I am the dirt under your feet. But we never really, I mean, we knew we were vegan. I think, didn't we know we were vegan right from the straight? Right from yeah, there. I believe so. Because we we had to find food. We had to scavenge Toronto for food, and we were in the same boat. It wasn't hard. I mean, there's a lot of great vegan places in Toronto. I think the first time you saw me, I was going to get, what was I going to get? trying to get a margarita at that. At Mai that, Tai. Uh, 
A Mai Tai. Yeah, okay. Mai Tai is a delightful, fruity, tropical cocktail. Yeah, um, yeah. For men in Hawaiian shirts on vacation. Yeah, yeah, but you have to you have to tell to tell them what my mai tai was at that particular movie theater that we were at. Your mai tai was a very strong alcoholic beverage that dulled the pain of watching horrible movies. <laughs> yeah, watching dull the tears, looking at all the empty seats Including, in the theater, but not limited to mine. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the the other thing the thing was was interesting was it was like this theater it's this kind of theater in kind of a rundown area in toronto it's called the carlton i believe yeah and it's, it's a, a cool homey cool, familial theater it's a cool the art house theater but it the the air like if toronto had kind of a rough side we were in that you know, kind of not the not the you know and um the the, the carlton was like an oasis mm-hmm. but the thing is is that their their idea of a of a mai tai was to just get like like a go to the slushy machine and <laughs> and then just like put put like a like a, a bunch of slushy in a in a cup like blue raspberry slushy and then i don't and then some kind of well alcohol to pour it in and, and anyway it was it was not cool but he it was but, expecting the ritz carlton and he just got the carlton <laughs> yeah no I don't, I don't i don't know i mean maybe not even not in the carlton maybe just the 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 I don't know the, the back you of the car blue food coloring was actually um, cultivated by a uh, artisanal food coloring farmer in um, the hills of Spain. Yes, but the wonderful thing was the thing that a lot of um, vegans do when we meet another vegan is like we have kind of a kinship. I mean, don't you do you see that when you like you meet someone who's vegan, like even if they're kind of a bastard, they're like, hey, well that guy's a bastard, but at least they're vegan. Yeah, at least we're we're you know you have one good thing about you. You can be a complete sociopath, but you have empathy for chickens. At least you have one good thing going for you. Because you know? a lot of people just have zero. Well, there's there's ethical vegans that mm-hmm. that, and then there's also vegans that that become vegan because of health health reasons. Um, I, I'm so... an ethical vegan who just eats like a fatty. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've seen the things you've eaten, and and I've I've been very surprised at like, like you'll find like that's why like the concept of vegan hacks is really good with you because you'll like you'll just you'll discover like the most disgusting fried thing in the world is vegan, and you'll just freaking just go for it. Oreos, fried yeah. Oreos, delicious. I still don't know why they they have. Clog my arteries. You know I what? don't care. I don't understand why they have to put milk product in the flaming hot Cheetos. I'm going to repurpose my strongly worded letter that was originally saved for Bashar al-Assad <laughs> to the Cheetos Corporation. Yeah, go ahead. May they burn in fiery hot Cheeto hell. Yes. <laughs> and and obviously there is a Cheeto hell. Mike Keller. Yes, sir. When did you become vegan? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I know I was vegetarian at age 12. Um, okay. And then at some point I saw like a video uh, called Meet Your Meat narrated by Alec Baldwin. Um, meet your me realize, meat. <laughs> yeah, meet your meat because um, it's about to die. Uh, I saw this video called Meet Your Meat and um, it's like a 12 minute video. And I realized that all the ethical reasons I was vegetarian also hold for products of factory farms, which include milk and eggs. 
Um, and I think that was over a decade ago, but I, I can't remember how long it's been. How about you? What, what made you uh, uh, take the plunge? I, like you, started as a vegetarian when I was like maybe 19 years old. I started peeling back different parts of my diet. I don't need to eat red meat and I don't need to eat fish and I don't eat, you know, I don't need to eat dairy. You know, I just kept on like peeling back different things that, that all sort of was, was animal product. I think that there was an ethical uh, element in the back of my mind. It was also a health thing. Once I became vegan, I made better choices. And you've actually always been a health person, right? You were like an aerobics instructor back in the day. We weren't right? supposed to talk about the, 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 you remember that contract you signed? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm well, just kidding. luckily you have editing power and you can just, um, you know, make yeah. this part of the conversation go away. Yeah. Many years ago, I taught aerobics. There's back in the, back in the day I taught, I taught step. That's the other thing too, is, is just because someone is physically fit doesn't mean they have a good diet. I, I think too, in the fitness community, there's a lot of different elements where there's, there's people that are like this keto super protein thing that involves like taking almost all vegetables out of their diet. I tried to do vegan keto. That was, uh, I mean, effective, but rough. <laughs> did you lose weight? I did. Yeah. You, I mean, they have, um, you pee on a strip. <laughs> yeah. You, there's this little strip Sorry, yeah. that, like, to test the ketones in your blood. And if the strip comes, it's like a pregnancy test. Are you pregnant or are you in ketosis? Wait a minute. So you open up the package. Okay. There's a strip. Mm -hmm. And then is there like a, a holder or something? I mean, how can you make sure that you don't like pee in your hand? You just aim very carefully at the strip. If it turns red, you know, you're in ketosis okay. and your body is burning that fat. <laughs> you're talking about the pee, right? Not yeah, the pee. No, the strip. Turns oh, okay. Red. If the pee turns red, you have to go to the hospital or go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm going to ask another question. Do you cook? Barely. Yeah, I can make a tofu scramble. I can microwave some things. You're a foodie, and I'm a like garbage truck of a person who just eats anything as no, long as I it's eat vegan. junk too. I mean, I'll I'll eat. I'll make some tater tots and. I, I sure, but I think we're a good counterpoint because uh, no, I like I really as long as it's ethical, I don't care what I eat. I've been cooking more when it comes to restaurants. You don't really even know how clean their kitchens are or how maybe you're sharing a cutting board with poultry and other stuff. And I find that kind Very of gross. likely. Yeah. I, I like there, there's, there's a really cool uh, restaurant in um, LA called Mohawk Bend and they actually have their That's own great. separate vegan kitchen. I love Which, that place. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And and the it's pizza is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And they're connected also with uh, this kind of ethical brewery called Golden Road. Oh. And yeah, they have really good vegan food too. That's Chloe. correct. That's correct. Yeah. When you when you go to a place that has vegan food or maybe it's with a co-owner or someone in in the administration of the place is vegan, they understand what we need other than another restaurant that just wants our business and especially being in LA there's always something that has a vegan option but yeah so I've been cooking more and and actually enjoying that kind of an adventure and it's it's fun you know I was like you know just like like I said you're going to an Asian market and and uh, you know exploring or going to an Indian market and getting spices and going on YouTube and so many awesome tutorials on how to make interesting stuff I mean some of the stuff is clickbait the uh, the giant ham made out of um, a watermelon what I guess some place in New York did it and then there's all these YouTube videos of them making what looks like a oh, ham and right. they smoke the watermelon is it I'm, real is it good it actually sounds yummy 
I can't imagine that smoked watermelon. Well, I guess maybe, I mean, if it's probably something different. It probably doesn't have that fake ham texture. You know, the Vietnamese make a really good fake ham. You know, there's a really good meaty fake ham if you like that kind of like based realistic. on what what's the protein it's soy it's soy it's, it's soy. Uh, yeah but it's, it's cured in a certain way and they wow. but it comes in a big cylindrical roll huh i go ahead and I'll make musubi out of rice the fake ham and uh and and nori and you just you just kind of you get it like i think what's put, nori nori is seaweed oh okay i thought it was a fish i was like what Oh, no, no. Okay. Do you put pineapples in it, or is that not a not a thing? There's like a thing called spam musubi. That's a Hawaiian dish where it's rice, spam, and and nori. And this, so so you would take the the fake ham and make your own kind of version of the spam musubi with with cruelty free ingredients. Cool. Okay, so like in the morning, what would you eat? Like you wake up in the morning. <laughs> I'm Mike Keller. What what the hell are you gonna eat? Like cashews. <laughs> almonds that's efficient nuts yeah. are efficient i'm spartan here's another question what's your favorite fast food places oh okay so um ignoring it, like of course i i love actual could what do you call it vegan places like a uh, veggie grill fantastic and um Monty's, which is like a vegan version of In-N-Out. Those are delicious. But if if these places are not available to me, I really like the Impossible Burger at Fat Burger. I really like um, eating Blaze pizza with the vegan cheese. It's delicious. You actually like the fake meat. Yeah. You don't find it to be too realistic, like some of the Impossible meat. It took some getting used to. Have you cooked it? I have not cooked it at home. It definitely, I got a bit of a uncanny valley feeling the first time I ate it. It feels really, really gross when you right. hold it in your hands. And it smells weird when it's raw. But if you keep reminding yourself that it's not actually a dead animal and it's just plant-based <laughs> concoction, okay, you eventually habituate to it. And it's fine. I enjoy it. I like the Impossible Meat. I think it's a good product. I feel like the Beyond Meat I like, it gives off a weirdly weird smell, the Beyond Meat, to me. Even to me. when it's cooked? I actually like the taste of Beyond Meat. I don't like it cooking it. Go to Carl's Jr. and buy it already cooked? The only thing is is that, okay, you go to Carl's Jr., are they cooking the, the, the Impossible Meat on the same grill as the all the other burgers? Unclear. You know, with KFC, you know, they did that um, impossible pilot program. And technically, their, you know, corporate headquarters is like, just cook it. No big deal. But some of the store managers were kind enough to think this through and say, why don't we cook the impossible chicken tenders in with the fries rather than with the chicken? And that was just a decision they made out of, like, you know, logic and empathy. Maybe this is why vegans have a bad name. It's because a vegan will go into whatever jack-in-the-box, excuse me, may I speak to your manager? <laughs> How do you prepare your vegan food? Aha! <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if, you, if you aren't concerned with the, um, you know, if it's not on your mind, it could sound sort of like a pain in the ass. But I think, you know, if you imagine the world through the other person's eyes, it's not that big of a deal to just, you know, cook it in a different corner. Okay, here's my next question. What's your advice to someone who wants to start a vegan diet? Hmm. Well, I think anything you eat with meat, you know, an, an omnivorous diet, 
can now be made vegan. So you don't really have to make any huge drastic changes. Even if you know you don't necessarily believe in these like overly processed meat substitutes, you can literally model the way you were eating before and get vegan versions of it for now. You know, if you sure, maybe in the future you want to have a, like a whole food diet with unprocessed foods, it's healthy, but if you know, for ethical reasons, you can get ice cream, you can get burgers, you can get pizza, literally everything. And even the like most mainstream fast food restaurants are um, starting to accommodate this growing segment of the population that have decided to put animal products on the back burner in the rear view mirror. Um, so you don't really need a lot of advice. You just have to like read the ingredients and make substitutions. And in our case, like we're going to Taco Bell we hack it, you know. It's there's like a, the magic. The magic sentence at Taco Bell is, "Beans instead of meat, fresco style." If you say that, anything on the menu is vegan too. I mean, I, I see this a lot of times with social media, where it's like, "It's Vegan Tuesday. Eat vegan for Tuesday," <laughs> and maybe maybe that's a way to actually introduce people that are you know used to eating or or were grew up eating burgers and red meat to make a enlightened choice even for one day and see that it's not that bad for one day you can actually you know it won't it won't kill you in fact maybe you'll feel better <laughs> right right if the whole world just chose one day a week to be vegan that would be millions upon millions of lives saved if not billions okay here's another question um did you ever feel excluded uh, uh, when when you're being when you were a vegan or being a vegan ever feel yeah. like you're excluded sure i mean there have been times when my friends are going to a birthday at a sushi restaurant and it's like you know not exactly my my thing but I, at the same time it's not i can i can do without it like yes there are some things people want to do that are not vegan and for the most part like most restaurants most things i can find an option sometimes it ends up being like fries and a salad but uh, yeah, there have been some cases, but for the most part, it hasn't really affected my life in any meaningful way. Yeah, because because I'm I'm actually a freak, you know. I'm always I'm a, I always feel like I'm excluded from life. So to mm. me, that's just a normal feeling of being feeling like you know the guy sitting on the bench while everyone else is playing a game or something. So being vegan, obviously, you're going against the grain in in this society because you know I mean look at advertising, look at the big factory farms, and all these different things are all sort of geared up to eating meat. All these all these corporations are sort of um, pushing people in a certain direction. I don't know. The other thing too is like, I mean, I was, I mean, I, I was putting up the Twitter um, account for for vegan hacks, and I got a couple of people instant messaging me with like really hostile things. About, you know, I was like, dude, I didn't even invite hostility. I did. I just said it's just vegan hacks. You know, like why why would people be openly hostile to some someone who said they are vegan or they I celebrate veganism? I think it's defensiveness, you know, because if you're if we're here purporting that this is the right thing to do, that implies that not doing it is the wrong thing to do. And you know, maybe in the back of their mind, they might even feel a little guilty about eating a corpse. And so like, you know, they have to like double down and triple down psychologically, um, you know, build up this wall of defensiveness because it's changing habits is really hard. And so it's much easier to just find a way to rationalize or like to vilify the other, find some some superficial reason to 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 just reject this this philosophy. 
because accepting it is just too is like apparently too much effort for some people. Well, Twitter is like an outrage machine. You know, right. it's like it's like the minute you you show something like like I, I mean I I think the one thing I was I was looking at some stuff some vegan stuff and there was a there was a guy who was giving the last rites to the to all the food in the plastic containers at the meat market <laughs> and it's like one of those things where you know to me it's like you know yeah hey man you know that's you know he's he's definitely communicating but to some other person they can be outraged oh my gosh can, can you yeah. believe how ridiculous that person is you know and so it's kind of a thing feeding that kind of um uh animosity towards uh uh people that are different you know, or, or have, have sit, a different, made a different choice with their lives. It's easy to sit behind a keyboard and, you know, bang out a couple angry sentences. And for some people, they get a little dopamine hit out of it. So, you know, uh, <laughs> if you want to... Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe I, I need to start, like, like typing some angry angry emails to you and, and I'll get some dopamine going now. Yeah, get it <laughs> off your chest. You might... It's like, you know, some people like to punch a punching bag and, it, you know, get their aggression out. Some people like to send a little hate DM. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, the other thing, too, is it's like, I mean, doesn't it come back at you if you, like, throw the rage at people? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm not a rage thrower. You have to ask them. It's definitely an interesting world right now where everyone has gone into their own tribes. And I mean, even even the concept of, um, you know, being vegan, there are so many different levels to being vegan. Purity tests. Purity tests. There's a lot of purity tests, too. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of I'm gatekeeping. And that's, I think, kind of counterproductive because, you know, some people are get too much of a thrill about being pure and like the most perfect version of a vegan. But like the whole point is to get as many people as possible to save as many animal lives and save the environment. So if somebody wants to call themselves vegan and they're like a little bad and they eat a little honey and they, they slip once in a while, it's better not to push them out of the tent, but to like include them into a bigger and bigger expanding tent. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the real way to get people connected to the you know the vegan world is really do it for your health, because because all of these 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 foods these these these, these meats are just just pumped up with hormones and chemicals and 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 the, these these factory farms just like do anything to to just save a couple of dollars, you know, oh, and they gross. do the most inhumane things. So it's like it's like I think that. You can kind of backdoor vegan a lot of people by just saying, "Hey, they do it for your health." You know. You yeah, know. I mean, statistically, I read this BBC report that said that vegans tend to live five to, on average, five to ten years longer than carnivores. I mean, that's pretty compelling. I don't know why that isn't enough in itself. Yeah, and also you look at heart disease and and high blood pressure and all these other. Uh, 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 maladies that affect people and it's like it's like you can you don't need to maybe take pharmaceuticals maybe you could just yeah. you know change your change your life by changing your diet what's the organization the american college of cardiologists i'm sure i got that wrong but it, the cardiological organization said basically like the best thing you can do um you know save yourself the pain of a heart attack don't get a stent later just go plant-based now and uh an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. Is that the expression? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all right. So we, 
I think we went through my questions. I think this, cool. this was our first kind of feeling out. It might be the first episode. It might not or even a exist. Fraction thereof. A fraction thereof. But uh, look forward to more exciting episodes. Uh, I have uh, so there's going to be some music playing now or something, and it's going to be like all exciting and produced and stuff. But cool. uh, we, you'll, I can't wait to learn about. Um, Mike Keller, learn a little bit about myself, and hopefully learn about the the people listening to this uh, fine podcast, and we can all share together and uh, make this place a better world. Make the world a better place? Make this place a better world? <laughs>